There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. How are you, Desi? Great. Desi had pizza. I did. I only had two small slices. What? Did you save the rest? Of course. Okay. <laughs> that's for my midnight snack. <laughs> I have like a real midnight eating habit lately because oh, I'm staying up too late. Lately, I that's my signature move. I but because I didn't stay up as late as you normally, like but right. since quarantine, I have been staying up much later. I know I like it. Uh, <laughs> so now at like midnight, I'm like I'm hungry. <laughs> normally, I would have been asleep. Yeah, like so that is the good thing about going to sleep because you stop I, eating. That's when I do most of my eating is at midnight. You get every night. I, I start watching like Homeland, and I'm yeah. like pour a bowl of cereal. <laughs> And it's like a real, like my favorite part of the day. Cause I get like everything set up. I go get my cereal <laughs> and start the episode. Right. It's like it's such a good uh, moment. Yeah. But yeah. Well, Desi, in the spirit of our main episode this past week, I decided let's talk about some more filthy songs. Ooh. Now, Gladys Bentley, we talked about her songs that she did where she would take like traditional or standard songs or other people's songs and make the lyrics dirty. Yeah. Um, it's So let's talk about some dirty lyrics okay. throughout history. Now, these are all old songs. These Love are it. not songs like, this is like 1950s and before okay. songs. I didn't want to do like, because it's so easy to find nasty lyrics now. Yes. I like the old school. Right, when it's like... Um, it sounds like an oldie timey band, and they're like, and then I came and her. <laughs> like they, say, they say something really filthy. It's like more exciting. It's so much more disgusting yeah. for some reason if it's like really old. And oftentimes they're even filthier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all I mean, we've talked about James Joyce. Oh, God. That yes. man is disgusting. <laughs> the, 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 the worst of all time. <laughs> now, one of the most famous old genres that produced a plethora of salacious lyrics was the dirty blues genre that came to popularity in the 20s and 30s. And like Gladys Bentley songs, these blues artists incorporated some very dirty lyrics into their music. Now, the first song we're going to be talking about is called Shave Em Dry. (laughs) Already we're off to a great start. Originally penned and performed by early blues artist Ma Rainey in 1924, but it was Lucille Bogan's 1935 version that was truly nasty. Now, this song over the years had several lyrical variations and updates. Okay. Like people would take this song yeah. and add their own interpretations to it. But Lucille's was definitely the most explicit. And I listened to it, and it is absolutely incredible to hear these lyrics against the backdrop of a crinkly sounding (laughs) old old blues song from the 30s okay i'm excited this is how it starts i got nipples on my titties big as the end of my thumb i got something between my legs that'll make a dead man come (laughs) 
baby, won't you shave him dry? Want you to grind me, baby, grind me until I cry. I fucked all night and the night before, baby, and I feel like I want to fuck some more. Oh, grind me, honey, shave him dry. <laughs> She's got the fuck me blues. <laughs> and she goes on. She goes on. That's, that's, just, that's just a small excerpt. Can I just say, I honestly did, I would love to do like a little um, investigation on when the word come came up. <laughs> So oh, I would have yeah. sworn that that was a more modern, like from the sixties or something. Like right. Like I wonder when they started saying "come." Well, she didn't. I mean, the official lyrics—they don't spell it "cum," but they spell it "come." Yeah. But even that, I'm curious. Like, right. You know. Yeah, I am curious. In Maybe general. it's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> come all come, ye faithful. Like come. Come. Like it's literally like it's almost like if you think about it, it's sort of like. Uh, dainty. Oh, I'm, and now I will come. <laughs> like, I will come to you. <laughs> like when Jesus came to us, he was literally coming. Well, that's like every church bellboard. The Lord came. Oh, like, come, come this. <laughs> it's like an announcement. The Lord came. The Lord came so you could be saved. Right. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like, it's all that kind of stuff. Right. So I have no idea what the Bible means. Now, Lucille also had a song called BD Woman's Blues, and the BD stands for Bulldike. Oh. So I think she experimented with women sometimes. You know what? Some people just want it all. And I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. As someone who wants it all, I appreciate that. (laughs) I'm going to read you some of the lyrics from the BD Woman's Blues. Come in a time, BD Woman ain't going to need no men. Come in a time, BD Woman ain't going to need no men. Oh, the way they treat us is a low-down, dirty sin. Beady woman, you sure can't understand. Beady woman, you sure can't understand. They got a head like a sweet angel, and they walk just like a natural man. (laughs) Now, she says they got a head like a sweet angel, but I think she's talking about giving head. Yeah, because that seems dirtier. She's basically saying to me, if I'm going to be like... um, Interpreting. Interpreting the poetry of this. Yeah. I think... That Lucille is saying, look, women give head just as good as men do. So you might as well be with a woman because they're not going to treat you like uh, a low down, dirty sin. Or I would, I would guess even probably better, especially for men at that time. Oh, yeah. You don't think <laughs> men were good at eating puss then? I don't. I bet you that not many did. I bet you the men who did were really good at it. Right. They either were really good or they didn't do it. And right. I bet you a majority of men didn't do it. Yeah. I think. I Yeah. Some men think that that's like not masculine, even to this day. I can't believe that. Uh, believe me, I'm shocked too, because it's the most masculine. <laughs> like it, that was the whole thing with, what's his name? DJ Khalid, Khalid, right? That it was like, men don't go down on their women. That was, I mean, I was glad. I was happy that the majority of people clowned on him for that. He right. really thought he was like that people were going to back him up for that. I think it's not as popular nowadays, but I bet you back then it was more popular yeah. to think that way. It's just fucking so stupid. Yeah. Now, here's a woman named Lil Johnson. Lil Johnson was prolific in terms of dirty blues songs. She has quite a catalog. Ooh. She has a song, though, called Sam the Hot Dog Man. <laughs> And I just love that title, so I investigated that song. I mean, how do you not further investigate that? I had to. So blues singer Lil Johnson 
She recorded Sam the Hot Dog Man in 1936, and these are some of the lyrics. I'm going down south to Alabama looking for a man by the name of Sam. He's got a good hot dog. Oh, he's got a good hot dog. Oh, he's got a good hot dog. Honey, in his hot dog stand. And you can drink your coffee, eat your jelly roll, but if you taste Sam's hot dog, it will satisfy your soul. Because he's got a good hot dog. Oh, he's got a good hot dog. Oh, he's got a good hot dog. Honey, in his hot dog stand. Wow. I like to picture them singing this live and everyone's just losing their, like laughing their asses. <laughs> I mean, those are funny lyrics. I like the jelly roll. Like whenever I hear jelly roll, I'm just like, it's such a funny word to me. <laughs> well, she has, I think it's her. I think it's Lil Johnson, but she has another song about her jelly roll. Yeah. I've heard it used sexually. Cause I know, I know a bunch of these songs that are like dirty blues. Yeah. Um, there's some that are definitely more popular. Right. Like big 10 inch. Right. And stuff like that. Uh, but yeah. Now, some of Lil Johnson's other songs that I didn't fully investigate are Press My Button, Ring My Bell, Hot Nuts, Ooh. Meatballs. This is like my Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> my Stove's in Good Condition. And my personal favorite, Anybody Wanna Buy My Cabbage. Ooh. I was like, that has to be loaded with double meaning. Right. Because I, I'm curious what you would call your cabbage. Pussy. I have never heard it. Just, is it because of the folds and leaves? That's what I assumed immediately. Yeah. I'm like, I, just, oh. I think when I think cabbage, I immediately think of like that smell, like the cabbagey fragrance or something. Like I would be like, I don't want to be a cabbage. No. But yeah, I, all the full leaves uh, all and the stuff. Leaves, yeah. It's like a beautiful rose. It is a beautiful vegetable. I really like cabbages. I love seeing them in the garden. I do too. They're so pretty. <laughs> they're so pretty sitting and, in the garden. And I like when they're made out of marzipan on like oh, a cake. I've, I want to make one of those. Those vegetable garden Yeah. Cakes? And you just make a bunch of little cir- circles and put it together. And dye them. Yeah. Yeah. I no. want to make one. The Martha Stewart has one. I know. I know. I, I Believe me. I remember when that episode came out when I was like in high school or whatever, and I've wanted to make a marzipan vegetable cake ever With since. With the, cr- the dirt is like cookie crumb. Yeah. It's like Ugh. Oreos. It's so... I was literally looking at it last week. Really? Yes. I've always... We should make Let's make soon. that fucking cake. We sit here and roll marzipan vegetables all day. <laughs> yeah. Like two like freaking house frows. That's a really good idea. That's a good activity. Because it's something you have to do with someone, otherwise it's too boring. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. So anyone anybody want to buy my cabbage? I did listen to this song. I think it's personally, I think it's a sex worker anthem. Okay. That's my interpretation. She's yeah. like, who wants to buy my pussy? Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, Julia Lee had a song that came out in 1948 called King Size Papa. 
Ooh. She's also a blues singer. And King Size Papa contains the lyrics, When he's around, there's not a thing I lack. When he loves me, he's holding nothing back. King Size Papa. He's my King Size Papa. Everything that I need, he carries in his King Size Pack. He goes balls deep. I, th- I think. You think King Size yeah. Papa goes balls Because she said he gives me everything I need. That means he's going all the way. <laughs> and, he, and she also says he carries it all in his King yeah. Size pack. Meaning his underwear? <laughs> I, I think he goes so deep, he could carry her on it. <laughs> now, Desi, believe it or not, this song was used in a 1999 Pillsbury commercial. What? Yes, Desi. And I had to... Oh, can't... Wait, I have a fake memory of this. (laughs) Desi, it was for Pillsbury Grands. The biscuits. biscuits. Do you remember this? Yes! Desi, I watched the commercial... Oh, my God. Because it's available on YouTube. And in the song, she talks about daddy. So when she says daddy in the song, it like there's a close-up on someone's dad and he's carrying all his children around the kitchen. Inappropriate. They're they're hanging off his legs and one of them's on his shoulders. And he's just trying to get breakfast started. And they're singing this song about a king-size papa. Yes, but it's really, it's like, oh, it's about dad, right? Yeah. He's making us Uh biscuits. And the commercial ends, of course, with the signature, yeah, the little Ugh, the creepiest sound. Imagine Dude. hearing that. <laughs> they don't do those anymore, do they? Oh, oh, do they do not? You, I, mean, I mean, you know, what? I hardly see commercials anymore. I know. Maybe, so it's like I don't even know. Do they uh, still have Pillsbury commercials? I honestly could imagine someone complaining, <laughs> like it was fat shaming, <laughs> like it was fat shaming, or like it, like something, like it was like sort of molesty. <laughs> To poke him. Right. <laughs> like I, you're interfering with his body space without well, consent. Well, he never asked for it, Desi. No. The that's Pillsbury wrong. Doughboy did not ask to be poked. And one thing I was thinking about the other day, people should, it should be illegal to tickle children. <laughs> <laughs> that's like torture. Do you remember being tickled and how uh, awful it was? It's the worst feeling ever. It's so, it's like, it's, it's so torture. awful. It is torture. Why do people tickle people? I don't know why I thought about that, but uh, I was just thinking like, it's so horrible. Just like I, some of my worst memories are trying, someone trying to tickle me. It's the worst <laughs> feeling. And yes, we have both seen the documentary called Tickle. Oh, yeah. So you don't need to add us. We've already seen it. It's great. Yeah, I love it. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it because it's fucking demented. What is that even on now? It was on HBO for a while. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Here's a great one. This is by a guy named Bo Carter, another blues singer. And this song is called Please Warm My Wiener. I love when there's no, no, there's not like subtlety, no mincing words here. (laughs) Please warm my wiener. Please warm my wiener. These are some of the lyrics from Please Warm My Wiener from 1930. I got something to tell you, baby. Don't get mad this time. If you warm my wiener, you give me ease all up in my mind. Baby, please warm my wiener. Oh, warm my wiener. Won't you just warm my wiener? Cause he really don't feel right cold. He didn't really try hard for me to get me to his warm, his wiener. <laughs> he didn't really go for it. I like the first sentences. I got something to tell you, baby. Don't get mad this time. I was going to say, that's my favorite part. In general, I love any song where it's like, Hey, <laughs> I know. I, here's the setup of the story about that I'm about to tell. I like when he's like, I 
I like that he's implying that they had an argument about something he asked her to do last time. And now he's, this is a typical guy move. Hey, I'm sorry. Can we have sex now? <laughs> like just immediately moving on from a fight. Like they think they've apologized and everything's back to normal. Like, right. And he did something so like egregious and annoying. Right. I would not warm this guy's wiener. I'm sorry. No. Also it, a wiener. Come on. Come I know, on, Bo. There's something so <laughs> vulgar about wiener versus cock. I have never heard wiener used in a sexual way. No. You only say like, it in a joking way. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's one from R&B artist Wynoni Harris from 1950. And this is called I Like My Baby's Puddin'. Ooh. I like this song because this is really an ode to like loving up on your the partner that you're monogamous with. Like this right. guy does not need to go out for other pussy. He he's has, got more than enough to eat at home. This guy has more than enough to eat at home. You know, here's uh, excerpts from the lyrics. 99 times I've tried to eat all those fine, all those fine fancy cuts of country meat. Just can't eat a single bite. I just don't have the appetite. I, li- I like my baby's pudding. I like it best of all. I like my baby's pudding. I like it best of all. Now, is she implying that he's pudgy or like soft? I thought the pudding was the pussy. Oh, oh, is that a? I thought a woman was singing this. No, this is a guy. Oh, Wynoni Harris. Okay, okay. He's I, R- made a, I made a mistake. He's an R and B singer from the fifties. I see. He is like this pudding is delicious. Right. Yeah, no, that's good. And he's eaten at other restaurants. Now this guy, I like. Yeah, I do too. He's. I like his lyrics. I like the lyrics. Because he wants to stay with his pudding. Yeah. He could have other meat. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we're going to talk about some white British guy from the 30s. This guy's name is Harry Roy. And he has a song called My Girl's Pussy. Wow. Cutting right to the chase. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In 1931, British-born musician Harry Roy recorded a song called My Girl's Pussy. Now, this song is like some very jaunty piano and clarinet music, and he's a clarinetist, so okay. there's like some clarinet, but it's like... Yeah, I was wondering if... I was like, is this blues? It's no. like that creepy 30s jaunty music. Right. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, like Woody, Woody Allen plays with his stupid band. Ugh. <laughs> It begins, the song begins with him meowing. Ooh. He's going, meow. Nice try. Meow. (laughs) This is, I have to read all the lyrics because they're fucking disgusting, Desi. Okay. There's one pet I like to pet, and every evening we get set. I stroke it every chance I get. It's my girl's pussy. (laughs) Why do I feel like that's something we've tweeted? Seldom plays and never purrs, and I love the thought it stirs, but I don't mind because it's hers, my girl's pussy. Often it goes out at night, returns at break of dawn. No matter what the weather's like, it's always nice and warm. It's never dirty, always clean, in giving thrills, never mean, but it's the best I've ever seen. It's my girl's pussy. Oh, my God. And then there's an instrumental break. Wait, I'm not done. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. There's one pet I like to pet, and every evening we get set. I stroke it every chance I get. It's my girl's pussy. Seldom plays, never purrs. I already read. That's like a refrain. Okay. Um, 
I bring it tidbits that it loves. Okay. We spoon like two turtle doves. I take care to remove my gloves when stroking my girl's pussy. What? Why is he wearing gloves? <laughs> he removes them. Why was he wearing them in the first place? I like that he brings it tidbits. I was thinking that too. What, does he feed it a treat? <laughs> I, I honestly was like, ooh, little nibbles. Like, yeah. We, I just imagined him like popping a little treat in there. Yeah, I liked the tidbits. This no. song is disgusting. I listened to it, Desi, and it goes, it's my girl's pussy. <laughs> Wait, can I just tell you, my niece was in the San Francisco Girls Choir. Yeah. And I went to see her performance at like the big hall downtown or whatever. <laughs> yes. And they sang a song called My Pussy. Davy Symphony Hall? Is that yeah, what Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at Davy <laughs> Symphony Hall. So I'm sitting in the audience. <laughs> And these girls, they're all singing like it's like it's like soprano, like it's all like oh, like chamber music or You're whatever. And my my niece, me. I'm like I can't look at anybody because the girls are like, my pussy, my pussy, my pussy, <laughs> so sweet. And it's like some old like nursery rhyme or something that was set to music. And I was just, I like literally could not stop talking about it because I was like, who in their right mind would pick this? I don't care if it's written by Beethoven. You cannot perform this song in a modern. <laughs> Setting. You have a bunch of 12, 8 to 12 year old girls talking, singing about their pussy in like little pink pinafores. <laughs> you need to, we need to check the Epstein flight logs for this musical director. It was like the, and this is like a very huge institution in San Francisco, the San Francisco Girls I Choir. Know. It's like a it's, big deal. My friend was in the boys' choir. Yeah, it's a huge deal. And this was like their Christmas performance or something. And Do I we- was just like, this is. Cannot be happening to me. <laughs> and like to this day, my nieces, because she's obviously much older now, we talk about this all the time. Like every once in a while, I'll just be like, my pussy, my pussy. Because <laughs> it's like they're in this, <laughs> these soprano voices, like singing it like it's Hallelujah Chorus or something. It's so, I was trying to look it up to see if I could find the song, but it's literally like a nursery rhyme. And I, you know, you see those nursery rhymes yes. about pussies, yes. but they're cats. <laughs> but to do it in this day and age, that's where I had to draw the line. Who, how many, like, who was like, this is a good song of all the songs they could have There's sung. tons of songs you can pick. Like, why? Why would you do my pussy? <laughs> Especially in the context of 12-year-old girls. They were so... They're even younger. It's like 8 to 12. Like, they're young <laughs> girls. And I know, I know I'm the problem here. Believe me. But everyone's the problem. Every, everyone else was thinking it. Yeah. I'm Every, just the person who was like... like I, I was like... You know how you're trying so hard not to laugh? You feel physically ill? Yes. You're like, I'm going to injure that's, myself? That's my whole life. <laughs> that's my whole life, too. And it's just like... That's why I can't go to anything with I know, you. I know. Because if I we, looked at you, it would be over... I'd literally be like, like pissing I, on the floor. Probably. I feel like we've been in situation circumstances. I don't know if it was a storytelling show we went to. Oh, did you go to something with Andy? I've been to a few things with oh, our I, friend yeah. Andy Nicastro. That's been a disaster. Yes. <laughs> disaster. Andy, believe it or not, is even more disgusting than us. Yeah, he's awful. Didn't he fuck butter? Oh, he put that was butter a butter knife. No, 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 no. That was a butter knife. Wait, he really did a butter knife? No, he stuck it in that guy's ass. Oh, I'm thinking of two different things. <laughs> No, he, his first time he ever had sex was in the back of his, like, parents' Italian restaurant, and he lubed his dick with butter. Okay, you're right. You're right. But the the nice- Butter is an ongoing thing with with him. him. (laughs) Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Andy. Also, the dog toys. (laughs) 
There's a few things. Remember yeah. the pancake batter? Oh, I love that story. <laughs> okay. I fucking, well, okay. That's for okay. another show. Uh, okay. This song, are we done? Wait. Oh, this is totally not blues related, but it is a filthy old timey song that I'd never heard about before. And this is by Mozart. Oh. There's, it's like choral music, I okay. guess. So the girls chorus can do this one. <laughs> the girls chorus can do this. It's sung by six voices. It's written to be sung by six voices in a three-part round. Um, this is from Wikipedia. I'm reading all this, but I've discovered this somewhere else, but I've, I've verified on Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah. I know it's not a real source, but they have sources there. It's fine for it's, certain things. I feel like it's, we've moved past that. Yeah, yeah. It's called Lek Meek I'm Arsh. Pfft, something it's, in my ass. <laughs> good job. It's called it's called lick me in the ass. <laughs> it's it's a canon in B flat major. Already my favorite classical piece. <laughs> uh, it was probably written in Vienna in 1782. Like I said, it's you can like you should bring this to the San Francisco Girls Choir. I'm gonna see if I or maybe the boys choir wants to sing it. Maybe who knows? This is their song they can sing. Yeah, lick me in the ass. He's the original millennial. I know he's an ass eating pioneer. This is no surprise. Mozart we know is horny as hell. He was very horny for a composer, right? He was probably the horniest composer. I mean, I'm just basing this off of Amadeus, but it seems very accurate. Right, I believe it because he's young. Yeah, I mean, he's really young. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so that's all the dirty song lyrics I have. So there's no, is there lyrics to lick me in the ass? No, I think it's just uh, they're like lick your lache, and then the other person starts like it's row 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 your boat. Yeah, it's like a round. (laughs) I think they just sing lick me in the ass all the time. Um, Let me see. Oh, lyrics. Oh wait, here's a file. Hold on. Okay. Why is this in German? Let us be glad. Wait. Oh, they somebody changed the lyrics to instead of lick me in the ass. Let us be glad. Some nerd. Some nerd. <laughs> Some huge nerd. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. So maybe okay. it's not much. Well, you know what? I'll do some more research into this. Maybe we should do an episode about horny composers. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. I, I bet you there's a lot of horny composers. Like, great artists seem to be very horny. Yeah. Like us. <laughs> We're great artists. We're great artists. We're up there with horniness of Picasso and Mozart. (laughs) (laughs) So, Desi, let's talk about the movies, TVs, podcasts we watched, consumed over the past week. Um, I'm still watching Homeland. I am too, and I have notes. You have notes? Yeah, I have notes about Homeland. Okay. First of all, I texted Desi at like midnight the other night because <laughs> something really upsetting happens in that towards the end of the third season of Homeland. Right. That, I was waiting for you to... Look, I was really not okay with that, Desi. And like, I haven't been this upset about something since Glenn on The Walking Dead died. Like, that is the feeling I got where I just felt betrayed. So now that I've entered the fourth season, I don't even care anymore. And also, I think the fourth season's kind of boring. Um, I can't remember. It does pick up again. Does because it's hard to transition. I think. Yeah, it's such a jarring transition, and it's like I don't. There's all these new characters all of a sudden that I'm like, wait, who is that? What right. do they do? You'll probably get invested again. Okay, that's good. what I would think. But yeah, I was waiting for you to get to that episode. I'm really upset, Desi. I, I didn't I, know what to do because I was like, ah, 
it's hard when you know something awful is coming, yeah. but you don't want to like ruin it. Yeah. But it's also awful. No, that's um, how I felt about that Ray Donovan really sad thing that happens in Ray Donovan. Right. Where I was just waiting for you to get there. <laughs> I know. And I was like a wreck for two days after that episode. <laughs> But this, I'm like really. I feel like fuck you, Homeland. Like I'm just, ugh, yeah. It's I'm rough. mad. It's rough. I'm really mad about that. I'm so. I'm still into it. I'm on season seven, six, maybe. Okay, or seven. So you have a few seasons left. I have a few seasons left. So I did get into the other season. I mean, also we just haven't watched anything else this week. Like that's all Brendan wants to watch right now is Homeland. I kind of, yeah, I get into ruts where I just want to finish something up. I haven't watched anything else, really. I do have a podcast. I mentioned to Rachel before I started the show. It's that podcast. I like all their other seasons, too. It's called Slow Burn. Oh, yeah. Uh, they did a season on Watergate. They think I think they did one on Biggie and uh, Tupac. Didn't they do Bill Clinton? And they did Clinton. Um, but their latest season is on David Duke. So if you're interested in that kind of thing... It's really good and interesting and kind of relevant. So check it out. I can't I can't think if I had another podcast. I've kind of been listening, re-listening to some old last podcast on the left podcast. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I went back and listened to um the Leonard Lake one, uh the uh the Candyman in Houston, Dean Coral, and I listened to um I started listening to the uh Hillside Stranglers. Again. Oh my god! But they because, but you know what? Last podcast on the left, those boys are amazing. We love them. But they didn't talk about the cum glove. No, and it's funny because it. I started feeling like, is this because it's like different than ours? Obviously, yeah. But it's like weird because you're like, wait, where's the part about <laughs> that we did? Like, I forget like where I learned information or something yeah. like that. But there are some funny. I actually was like on a walk last night listening to it. And I was laughing out loud at some of their descriptions of um, Bono. Oh yeah, uh, With just his like mustache. just like his um, that he thought he was like the Italian stallion because yes. I think you mentioned that yes. too. Uh, I was just laughing out loud at like Henry's um, imitation of him. <laughs> I can't explain it. I'm not going to do it, but you can imagine this Italian guy who thinks he's really great in bed and maybe apparently was kind of good in bed, right? Like, uh, Ew, and then I, wait, 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 he was kind of good. Well, they that? made it seem like the women were like, yeah, he's good. Well, he did have a lot of women fans. Yes. I'm not saying his victims were saying this, but no. like women he dated. Right. Some of them anyway, not that it matters. Uh, but the other funny thing was they were talking about Kenneth having a waterbed or something. Oh, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was we, just like I, all these things where I started thinking. Then I, you know, how you're listening to something and they mention something, and then you're like, start thinking about waterbeds for like ten minutes, and you're like, oh shit, I wasn't listening to the podcast. I mean, I'm sure we mentioned that because we've talked about waterbeds on this show. So Obviously, many times. we would talk about waterbeds. No, we've already talked about yeah. waterbeds on the show before. Absolutely, many times. Absolutely, it's a it's, it's the a, worst bed. <laughs> it's the it's worst the, bed. It, it's like one of the things that has the highest interest. To, and like the lowest value, like do you know what I mean? Like the the dream of it, the expectation of it is greater than any. The reality is so low, worse than Turkish delight. Yeah, it's it's like the the biggest expectation in reality, right? Like drastic. Do you remember the first time you had Turkish delight? Yes, because anything with delight in it sounds good. Well, it was in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember the first time I had it, I was like, "This fucking sucks." No, there's candy. In British 
books and dramas. Sounds so good. <laughs> that sounds so good. That is just awful. Right. Their desserts are not, not British my people's. Yes, sir. well, not they're not British peoples, but they're like ones. They're that packaged they, ones. Yeah, the packaged ones. Oh, we're gonna get some out replies. We have a lot of fans. I like a lot of British. Sorry, Whoa, Jesus. sorry. I like. <laughs> sorry, this thing goes below the the table. No, I I'm not saying there's certain things that I'm not saying this is a sweeping statement about British uh, desserts. Because there's many I please like. Please don't cancel your Patreon. Please don't cancel. Please, 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 please. I beg of you. Please stay. Please, please, sir. Um, there are certain things that I've had that I do not like. They are not for our and American I had palette. a I had like a high expectation of them because they were in a book or film that I liked. Right. Uh, so that's really what it is. It's my own like expectation of it and yeah. it was very different. Right. So it's probably fine, but it wasn't what I thought. I, I mean, there's don't. there's things in in America like that too like I used to be obsessed with having divinity (laughs) oh the white fudge yeah yeah like I was obsessed with having that like I would read the recipe or see a picture of it it tastes like plaster and when the first time I had it I was like this is what I've dreamed of my whole life having like so that was like another huge disappointment to me because it looks so fluffy and like but it's not it's dense it's disgusting it's dense it's not even chocolate what is it it's like marshmallow it's like not even it's like corn syrup something i have no idea like somebody is very mad at us because their mima makes an amazing divinity <laughs> and we just need to try it you can send I'll it to fucking us. try it if like, you want to mail us your your <laughs> mima's divinity we'll try it uh yeah actually i don't know actually you know what i don't know if i want to try any baked goods don't send me don't any send white me. creamy things yeah. <laughs> that your mima made no offense <laughs> no offense brad <laughs> I don't want some guy named Brad sending me his creamy grandma confection. <laughs> What's in that? So, um, wow, now I want food. Yeah, I'm hungry. I think I'm going to... I'm or- hungry for something like cold. Whoa. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Because I feel yeah. like... Kind of like when you want something cold, like ice cream. <laughs> right, but not like healthy cold. No. Or even just like... Um, you know what's really... I've been really craving lately? Soft serve ice cream. That's my favorite kind of ice cream. I really want soft serve, like I good soft serve. I love soft serve ice cream, specifically at the Jersey Shore, like the real frozen custard. custard. Oh, like so good. I grew up eating that whenever I go visit my grandma on the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Like it's we, so good. I spent summers, every summer of my childhood and like teen years eating frozen custard at the shore. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's so good. I want some. I wish we could get it. I know. Um, but yeah, so that's all. I am not really watching or doing anything. I have a lot of work that I've been yeah. trying to get through. And have- so I, it's hard to work in this. It's kind of hot. It's getting hot. It's getting hotter. It's like that commercial that goes viral on Twitter every year from back in the day that from the 90s. The, it's going to be another scorcher. <laughs> yeah. That makes me not very uh, focused. The heat? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have air conditioning. I do, but it's done enough. Like at cer- at a certain temperature, it barely maintains. Right. I mean, it's obviously cool. And if I went into someone's house who didn't have air conditioning, I'd be like, "Whoa, my yeah. house is much cooler." There are, there are some times when Desi comes here and her ass cheeks literally are sticking. <laughs> it's so awful, sticking and sliding all over right. the chairs. So I'm not complaining. I have AC, uh, but when it gets to a certain level, it's like barely maintaining at right. eighty. So it's no. not a hundred. It's in it's eighty, like kind right. of thing. Um, but yeah, so that makes it hard. Let me tell you about the food I ate last week. Oh yeah. Let me I had Ethiopian food for the first time. Oh, 
For the first time? Ever. Really? Isn't that crazy? Yes. Because I live so close. I mean, not so close, but I live like in a relatively close distance to little Ethiopia. I'm just surprised you've never had it. Never had it before. It it totally, totally my jam, like right up my alley. Like yeah. lots of spices. I like of, anything where I get a lot of things. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like I came with a lot of stuff. I got it from uh, Rosalind's on Fairfax, which is like right. the oldest Ethiopian restaurant in, in LA. I've been there. It's great. Yeah. I like that it comes with like the big pancakes. Oh, yeah. You know, like That's it the comes bread. on the pancakes yeah. and you eat it. I like food. You got delivery of they Ethiopian? They deliver it. They're How deli- did it serve it on the pancake? Well, what they did was uh, they put everything on the pancake and then they folded the pancake over and then they gave like three extra huge gigantic pancakes with that. So there was like a pancake plate. Yes. And then they gave you extra just yes. in case that one was soggy from a yes. delivery probably. Exactly. Got it. Oh, cool. I loved it. So I that's was, like close to the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew that you eat the foods off the pancake. Right. But you can hands. imagine how that wouldn't travel great. But right. that's good that they give you but the extra. But they managed to do it. They did a good job at, at making it travel well. Everything was delicious. I had, uh, we got like a little of each. So we got some vegetarian stuff and a chicken thing. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. Like I want it again right now. And I, and I also got two orders of plantains because I just love plantains oh, so much. Oh, I love plantains. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I don't know. Oh, and then I made nachos last night. Oh, like, yeah. We had spontaneous nachos last night. It was kind of cute. How, did you have you had everything on hand? Well, Brendan went to the grocery store because he's been like craving guacamole all week. Okay, I am really picky about my guacamole. Me too. Like I don't want. I need like I only want certain things in it. Me too. And he did that. Good. You know he got the right one. He gets it. He doesn't put tomatoes in his guacamole. No, I hate that. I, I I'm upset about that. If I see someone pour jarred. Salsa, oh my god! I'm yeah. like I get so mad. It's like. It's like where I'm going to faint. Guacamole needs very few ingredients, <laughs> in my opinion. Just my opinion. It's just my opinion, it's too. It's just my opinion. Yeah. I like the, the avocado has such a great taste already. The few ingredients I accept are also very basic. Do you I know what like, I mean? I like... These are the ingredients I accept in guacamole. And you know what? You can be screaming and say we're wrong. I don't care. This is just my opinion. Yeah. I like a little red onion sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or, and, or, finely diced jalapeno. He forgot the jalapeno. I was pretty devastated. Right. But he forgot it. But honestly, like, I will be happy with eating mashed avocado and lime and salt sometimes. No, that's fine for me. If if I only have that, I'll be okay. No, it's good. I agree. I like, I will accept a little jalapeno. Sometimes if someone puts fresh garlic in it, I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with uh, cilantro, a little bit of cilantro. Yeah, I like cilantro. Anything that's like fresh and fine, like that's fine with me. I've, I mean, like a, at what is it, Trejo's? They they put some, is it pine nuts or something? They or pepitas? put pepitas on top. That kind of stuff doesn't bother me. No, I'll have that too. I don't like when there's additives. No, fresh ingredients are never going to bother me. But if you pour in sour cream or oh, salsa, oh. yeah, let sour me just tell cream. you this. I went to. Um, <laughs> can't remember what it's called not Baja Fresh but like one of those type places uh and they add they add like some kind of dairy to their guacamole no yeah no because my friend's like I'm allergic to dairy do you have dairy in your guacamole and I was like what you idiot no one has dairy in their guacamole and they were like yes and I think they do it to to like extend extend it. it right 
But that's like at that type of place. Right. I don't, you know what I but mean? But here's the other thing. I love making my own guacamole. Trejo's Tacos is one of the few places that like does guacamole the way I like it, where the avocado is super chunky still. I like it chunky. I need it to be really chunky. I don't want it mashed smooth. I don't want it mashed smooth. Um, but yeah, I like it chunky too. Like, you know when it's like, it's like, oh, this is whipped. I don't want it whipped. No. I, I don't, it doesn't have I to need, be super chunky. No, but I need chunks. Because I, I get it. See. Sometimes when it's really ripe, it's hard to keep the chunks. Of course. Yeah. No, but I like it like a good texture. Oh Me my too. God. And you know what, Desi, we're going to get so much emails about this because everyone's so particular about their guacamole. And everyone has their secret recipe and they're like, the, no, you, you said no jar salsa. How come when I bring it to a party, everyone says this is the best guacamole they've ever had? <laughs> I'll try your guacamole. I'm sure it's fine. It's not my preference. It's not my preference. We I've also- had jarred salsa in my guacamole before, and I'll eat it because I'm hungry. Right. <laughs> right. Is it? Will I still eat it because I'm a pig? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But it's not how I make it. Is it, it how I'm going to bring it to your party? Yeah. No. 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 Not at all. My guacamole has very few ingredients in it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a basic bitch when it comes to guacamole. I'm a purist. Okay. Uh, the other thing we made was mango salsa. Ooh. And I'm a purist about that too. No filler. We just man- diced mangoes, ripe mangoes, red onion, and some lime and some salt and pepper. Yeah. That's Sim- it. Simple as good. No, no, I like no it. bell pepper filler. Again, one of the diced, one of the diced jalapeno in it, but Brendan forgot the jalapeno. Very disappointed. Here's the thing: I like things that technically might be used as filler, but the fact that they're always used as filler has ruined them for me. Yeah, it's kind of like I like I like melon, but when that's everything in a fruit salad, I'm gonna get mad. Oh, I love melon the best in fruit salad. But when you get it at a bad place, the melon is not good melon. Yeah. Bad melon is not good. Yeah, Like no, it's I particularly agree. bad. It's upsetting. And I love melon. And so when people are like, I hate melon, I'm like, no, you've never had good melon. <laughs> I'm like get... one of those annoying people. No, I, I know. love melon. I do too. But I agree that sometimes in fruit salads, it's like gross. It's not ripe. It's too mushy. Like right. whatever. What about when you get a banana in a fruit salad? Honestly... If it was a fresh one, I'd be okay. I don't like it. If I did it at home and I was eating it right away, I would be fine with it. But when it's sitting out, when it's, it's sitting wrong. there and like the b- banana starting to melt, yeah, it melts because <laughs> it's like the acid. It's sitting in the acid. Yeah. It starts to get mushy. Yeah, like if it was something I was eating right away, I'd probably be fine with it. But not like at a place where they make a huge vat of it with yeah. a banana in it. <laughs> I just I love fruit, but bad fruit is such a um, boner killer. It's devastating. You got to not put bad fruit because you've ruined fruit for generations when you do that. When you get a mealy apple. When people say I hate fruit, I just know that they've never had good fruit or they yeah. gave up trying right after a sad fruit salad. Look, Desi and I are very pushy about things we want people to enjoy. <laughs> I think we are. I'm not pushy about it, but I just want you to trust me. Right. That you got to find like good cantaloupe. Oh my God. It's so good. I used to slam prosciutto melon. Dude. Like I could eat that for days. I love it so much. It's a perfect little dish. When you get a good cantaloupe, it's so good. Yeah. Really good. Now I want cantaloupe. Um, Anything else? Uh, No, I. I feel like there was stuff during the week where I was like, gotta mention that, gotta mention that. And there always is, and I never write it down. Yeah. So you know, I mean, what? it's not like we have a device on us at all times yeah. to take notes on. It's not on. like I'm staring at my phone all day that can take Look, notes. Look, I do the same thing where I don't write things down. 
And I'm like, I have a phone because I have to come up with pitches. And, and then it's like comes to the time I'm like scrambling. I was like, I, I think of things all the time. Yeah. And I'm literally am holding a phone where I could write stuff down all the time. And I don't do it. But I started doing it this week. So hopefully I have a new habit. And I... <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. Bye.